Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And I'm Hero. And this is an emergency Pulp Nightmare. By the way, I just want to point out, I like how jovially you introduced us. Like, welcome to Vault Nightmare. Uh, I have no energy right now, so I'm faking it. Way to pull back the curtain, MB. <laughs> this is behind the scenes of Pulp Nightmare. I'm actually a drug addict. I'm like that I'm like that child's uh, show host who's really terrible behind the scenes. In 1993, <laughs> things took a sad turn for Mike Napier. Why is Flexo hosting our Behind the Music special? Behind the I podcast. Was, I was listening to the Scream commentary earlier, and him as Robert Osborne is stuck in my head. Uh, Listen to both commentaries. They're doing horror movies all month. Um, so anyway. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Hero called us for an emergency pulp nightmare the other night, but we couldn't get to it until now, so I'm really pulling back the curtain. See what you've started, MB. This is all a charade. We'll our secrets now, don't we? <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> this, this podcast is over. Matt, I didn't know you were there. I'm always here, watching. Like That's that. our tech guy. <laughs> he throws off his headphones, leaves the recording studio. Matt's <laughs> levels. He really tears off his Kennison shirt. We're actually in Howard Stern's studio right now. Hi, Robin. There's a stripper on a Sibian vibrating machine right beside us. We're ignoring her. She's giving us a thumbs up. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Mercedes. Uh, anyway. to give it. <laughs> All right, before we get to the main thrust of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, as you know, last episode, Mike told us the thrilling story of his encounter with a blackula hunter at Walmart. Which I'm not convinced was real. <laughs> We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt for this podcast. Okay. Now, what Mike didn't know until after he recorded was, on the exact same day, at roughly the exact same time, I, too, saw a black yellow hunter at Walmart. And not only did you see a black yellow hunter, he, packed it, he patted you on the back. <laughs> yes, I was, as some of you may know, if you listen to Below the Bible Belt, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, I'm currently a wage slave at Walmart. A paid henchman, if you will. The Phantom of the Walmart. Sing, you beautiful goddamn angel of music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to the previous episode. <laughs> <to> the <archives. sighs> Behind the curtain is just screwing us over more and more. <laughs> episode title. But uh, I was stocking a shelf. I look behind me. And as I see this guy, I immediately think, oh, it's a black yellow hunter. <laughs> I like how he had the exact same reaction I did, just casual. Oh, black yellow hunter. Now, mine didn't have the poet shirt or the coat, but mine had like the puffy, gray-stroked hair and the beard. He looked like a Jefferson Twilight black yellow hunter cosplayer. Oh, yours had gray hair? That's awesome. And as he was walking, shuffling, this was a man of pride. Of course. Uh, with every step, he let out this, uh, like, the signature elderly black dude laugh. You know, the <laughs> heh, 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 heh. <laughs> 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 he looked at me and said, You're stuck in them pickles, aren't you? <laughs> yes, sir. That stuck sounds, in these pickles. That sounds sexual. I uh, bet you about had enough of these pickles. Uh, yes, sir, I have. He slapped me on the back supportively and walked away. <laughs> then he pointed out a customer who needed help. But here's the twist. You weren't stocking pickles. <laughs> I was in the cat food aisle. <laughs> well, that's my favorite thing about the 
story, he saw an old lady in need. So, like a true noble Black Yellow Hunter, he sent help her way. No, if that was weird enough, like, yesterday, I saw, I'm at a loss to describe him. A man walked in with his girlfriend, a white man, wearing what I could only describe was... A Craven the Hunter outfit. <laughs> oh God! Hero's last hunt's about to happen. Let me describe to you how this couple looked. The girl was wearing red pajama bottoms with a matching tank top, <laughs> covered in like. And the Crimson Tide logo. The man was shirtless, wearing a fur Craven the Hunter vest. (laughs) And denim jeans. He had a goatee and a long ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Was there a game that night? I I don't know. As soon as I saw him, I immediately started elbowing all my customers, saying, look, it's Craven the Hunter. <laughs> Hilariously, I did that to one of my coworkers who is in her mid-40s, is like a mother of two, and knew who Craven the Hunter was. Really? I was very impressed by that. They immediately, like, they just walk around the store for like 20 minutes. It, oh my God. Uh, we stop working just to ob- observe these people. <laughs> I just, we just want to know how those two people are a couple. And, and at no, why? At no point do I hear him speak, but there's something Eastern European about him, <laughs> like just in the way he carries himself. Did he Did he ever reference a brother who can, who can change shape? Not allowed. But we don't know what kind of conversations they were having in the clothing, the clothing section. I did make sure to ask anyone if they saw him walk out with a crossbow of some kind. Wait, was she by any chance Calypso? Possible. <laughs> we'll investigate that further. But um, the longest he, the couple stayed was in the Alabama football merchandise section. Of course. Where Roll he tide. was trying on an Alabama hat. Roll Tide. <laughs> uh, due to this, I dubbed him the Cracula Hunter. he only hunts cracker vampires (laughs) and (laughs) spider-man now i told you that story so i can tell you this one the night before we were visited by craven the cracula hunter i was closing the pet section and this was late at night this was about uh two hours before i got off so maybe nine ten o'clock uh, nine o'clock. I'm in the pet supplies section where we have like the dog combs or something. And beside me, there's this guy uh, looking through the go- the dog combs. Now, there's really no other way I can s- describe him other than he was Iggy Pop. <laughs> I know. Like if, I, can, I can picture it. I can picture it. Uh, he had a ponytail. He may have been related to the Cracula Hunter. I don't know. <laughs> was he shirtless with peanut butter smeared all over his chest? No, but he was wearing a metal shirt for the band Overkill. Ooh, Overkill. Okay. There, you'll understand why. You will understand why. But there was a brief moment in my research where I thought he was a member of the band Overkill. <laughs> I looked it up, and he didn't match any of the photos. <laughs> okay. So after looking for a while, he approaches me and asks me if we carry a specific dog comb. See, it's like these dog combs you got in front of you, but it's like this fucking badass Swiss Army knife fucking dog comb. (laughs) (laughs) I told him, no, I don't think we carry that. Oh, okay. Guess I better try a pet store then. Thank you, brother. He shuffles off. He's about to walk out of the aisle, but then he stops, puts his hands on his hips, and looks down at the floor, looks at me, looks down at the floor. He spins around to me and says, you know, there's something I got to tell you. I mean, I don't know why I'm even telling you this. He looks down at the floor again, 
puts his thumb and forefinger on the bridge of his nose. I don't know why I share this with you. I mean, what are you going to do? But I've got I've got this knowledge, and I got to fucking tell somebody, and you're going to understand why. And as he's saying this, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's clearly winding me up for something because he's doing a really bad job of acting. <laughs> but uh, I would soon realize this guy. It wasn't that he was. Like pulling a prank on me, he was just so convinced of the importance of what he was about to tell me that he was trying to make it as dramatic as possible. Like he was acting like the guy in the horror movie who's about to throw down the scrolls and tell you how the vampires are going to attack. Blackulous. He looks at me and says, "9/11 was an inside job." And he was told this in 1981 by a five-star general. In the space of three seconds, I'm like, oh, God, this is one of those loose change guys to, oh, well, this is interesting. (laughs) Like, I've. I have heard 9-11 conspiracy theorists before. I live in Alabama. But I have never heard one who claimed to know about it decades in advance. 1981. And to have an, the inside dope from a five-star general. Now, <laughs> he tells me, not only is that true, but he also knows the Kennedy assassination was performed by an Illuminati organization. The same Illuminati organization organization man you, you don't even know these guys have been around forever man these are the guys that took out noah the guys who took out moses they took out fucking jesus man this is assassin's creed and my first thought was i don't remember noah being rubbed out at any point <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly was, what, was there an illuminati member on the ark that just pushed him overboard oh god i'll make sure the bible doesn't report this it's the court of owls <laughs> And this organization that has secretly controlled the world since biblical times, this organization of cult-like families, are called the Children of Nimrod. And this was revealed to him. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Children of Nimrod. <laughs> yes, a thousand times. Yes. Well, I guess the Priory of Zion was taken, so we had to go with something. The Children of Nimrod! We have an episode title Uh, I'm one-tenth of the way through this, by the way. Oh my god! And he's telling you a lowly Walmart stock boy. <laughs> he's laying this dope on me. He knows he's going to be assassinated any moment. You have to pass on the information. Fight the good fight of your own. Fight the I keep in mind the entire time he's looking over his shoulder and back at me. Like I forgot to say before, 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 I forgot to say before he started, when he was pausing, weighing over whether or not he wanted to tell me this, he looked over his shoulder and said, "Man, I gotta look over my shoulder every fucking day. I never know who's listening." But he's saying this in Walmart. You got to imagine the children of Nimrod run Walmart. Well, of course, he walks in the wild, son. (laughs) But this. This particular bit of info was revealed to him by the teaching of Fritz Springmeier. F-R-I-T-Z-S-P-R-I-N-G-M-E-I-E-R. You wouldn't expect it to be M-E-I-E-R, but it is, man. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen and a pad of paper? You need to write this shit down because trust me, you're going to go home after you talk with me. You're going to look this shit up on the computer, and it's going to change your fucking life. At this point, I have not said a word to the man. (laughs) The last word I said to this person was, no, we don't have that dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I looked up Fritz Springmeier whenever I got home, because when a man like that tells you to do something, you listen. Uh, apparently, he's an infamous right-wing conspiracy theorist 
who publishes books about satanic Illuminati. So I assume for this particular part, he's just quoting from this guy. And he spends the next few minutes telling me about the life of Fritz Springmeier and how he got to know all the inside dope he knows. He goes into his religious practices. This guy knows an awful lot. I think he may be his unofficial biographer. Now, for what comes next, I, I can't overstate just how fast this guy was talking and how much information he laid on me. Like As soon as I got home, I opened up a notepad and wrote down as much as I could remember, but I promise you it's like one-fourth of what he actually said. So after talking about Fritz Springmeier and making me promise that uh, I would look him up when I got home, uh, I agreed to this promise by staring at him because he never gave me a, a chance to reply. He told me that Kennedy was a member of the Children of Nimrod and tried to escape, but Lyndon Johnson and George H.W. Bush had him assassinated. H.W. Bush, or I think was eating a Pringle in Texas when this happened. By the way, this part he doesn't say like it's mind blowing. It says like you know everybody. Oh, everybody knows Lyndon Johnson and H. W. Bush had him killed. Uh, at this point, he can see that my eyes are kind of glazing over. So he looks at me and says, "Listen, I know you probably think I'm crazy right now. Probably wondering why I chose you for all of this. Why I'm telling all this information to you? Because I'll tell you why." It's because when the New World Order begins, all the Walmarts will be converted to death camps. That's why there's so many of them. Why do you think you see Walmart there, Walmart there, Walmart there? That's just phase one, man. When the hammer drops down, they're going to flip on the lights. They're going to convert these things, and this is going to be HQ for the New World Order. And at this point, I almost say, yeah, I thought it would be something like that, but he cuts me off. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that one. It kind of makes sense. I mean, I could believe it. Yeah, I figured it would be something like that. And before I can ask him how we stop this, because <laughs> I swear to God that was literally, like, I was seconds away from saying that several times during the first few minutes of this conversation, like taking him dead seriously and saying, I knew it would be something like this. How do we stop it? Because <laughs> I thought I could have some fun with this guy. But over the course, like by the halfway point, I realized that this person is fucking crazy. And if I encourage him the slightest, he will probably kill somebody. So he looks over his shoulder. It's like, what the fuck are all these people just walking back and forth, man? I see the same fucking people walking back and forth. Well, you know, you know, the school shootings, man. Those are planned. Those are child sacrifices performed by the ruling class of this country, the cult families. The day those school shootings, the day Columbine, Sandy Hook, the days that those were carried out, all those cult families received a text that said, don't go to school that day. Today's the sacrifice. I mean, what do you think happened with Walt Disney? Walt Disney was a pedophile. All those missing children on the milk cartons, they were sacrifices to him. <laughs> to be fair, I believe the Walt Disney part. Yeah. But why do you have to bring in the milk cartons? These were Luciferian sacrifices, he says. And now I'm just in love with the term Luciferian. Because I'm just imagining Rastafarians with pentagrams. <laughs> El Satan, man. <laughs> <laughs> But he goes on the subject of cults. Again, the children of Nimrod, a ruling class of families. Like He gets Game of Thrones about it. They're behind every bad thing that's ever happened. Every school shooting was some kind of sacrifice to Walt Disney or a sim similar corporate deity. And he points to me as if, like, oh, by the way, the CIA is a cult, and they're the ones who created CI CNN. And as soon as he says that, I immediately go to say, well, the initials are similar. But again, he does not stop talking, and I don't get my chance. Have you said anything at this point? No, I still have not spoken a single <laughs> word besides, no, we don't have that dog cone. And it's been ten minutes. Are you just standing there in the middle of the aisle while he just does yes. this? 
Can you just like go and request the security cam footage of this? Oh, I man. was enraged that I didn't have my MP3 player on me so that I could subtly hit record. Oh, that would've been fucking amazing. Could listen to it. Because this guy does not stop for a breath. He's been standing there monologuing for ten minutes. Before I saw this guy, I was about to go to all my break. At this point, I'm like, well, this is my break. <laughs> I, I am perfectly willing to spend my last 15-minute break listening to this man talk crazy. Because this is going to be the next pulp nightmare. Now, as he's telling me about ruling families... A well-dressed older man be- stood behind him and tried to get past his buggy. He-, he immediately ran over to the man and apologized for being in this way. And the old man looked up to him and said, Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> what? And left. What the fuck? What is the Walmart at the edge of forever? What the fuck? The guy just left, and Iggy Pop like gave him a look, then walked back up to me, pointed with his thumb, and said, "What the fuck was up with that guy?" <laughs> that was too crazy. Like the nerve of some people. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> at this point, I I sincerely think to myself, is this some kind of sketch? Like, is, is there somebody recording this with their phone somewhere? Because at this point, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Little did I know that this was about to get a thousand times we- weirder. It gets weirder? Uh, we're, we still, we're halfway. I, I'm sorry, I still can't get over Don't do this Don't do this was this like short, well-dressed old man with a mustache and sunglasses? He looked like Flute Cup. <laughs> so he he looked like a G-man essentially. <laughs> also, what was in uh, Icky Pop's buggy? I don't know. I think it was pet supplies. He has a dog he cares for very much. <laughs> now, after that interruption. I think he realizes how far-fetched this all sounds. And he's like, yeah, you're probably wondering how I know all of this. Well, I'm going to fucking tell you. This was revealed to me on stage while my band performed in Pensacola one night in 1981. And for a split second, I think, holy shit, is this actually Iggy Pop? And this show was performed in front of a row full of five-star generals. <sighs> I don't know how he knows they were five-star generals. Maybe they were in full regalia. I'm going to assume yes. This is the part where he turn, where the thing turns. Uh, he says they did not speak to him. But as he was on stage performing, one of the generals mouthed these facts to him. And he understood. And that's when I realized what? What? this was the guy from the concert. No! That's the that guy was trying to tell you. <laughs> oh my god, he was trying to say the children of Nimrod. <laughs> this was Marilyn Metal MB. Uh. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Like, I had a fucking brain gasm whenever I made that connection. <laughs> like, like, Iggy Pop understood what he was saying without having to hear it because he was ready to accept this information. You were not. And that's why you could not hear him. I was too young. Now, he mouthed to him not to have children because his generation would be the last generation to live. The metal generation. He then threw up the horns. Are you serious? Yes. Wow, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. That is fucking awesome. He didn't even say it dramatically. He was looking at the ground and said, middle generation. Threw up the horns casually like, oh, hail Hydra. <laughs> oh my God. It was at this point that I dubbed this the metal spiracy. <laughs> it makes sense. I was at a metal concert. That's I know. That's why 
you were spoken to at an Iron Maiden concert. There is a spirit of metal that goes to people as con- at concerts, taking the shape of familiar forms like Five Star Generals or MB. <laughs> and these spirits try to tell you, you know, what's going down so that you can fight against it. Man, this is some fucking Randall Flag shit. Anthax should write a song about this. And keep in mind, you know, during this entire conversation, he's been turning to stare at the asses of black girls that walk past him. <laughs> this guy just keeps like, on giving. Like, now he turns to look every time somebody walks past, but when it's the black girls, like he's clearly wanting to get him some of that. Like he lingers. At this point, after he throws up the horns, he looks at a pair of black girls who are walking by, and he says, "Stop looking at that nasty shit." And I'm wondering why he's telling me this, and then I realize, oh, he's saying that to himself. <laughs> wow. And he looks at me Whoa. and shakes his head and says, they're my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> then looks down and says, well, I guess they have souls, too. Okay. Wow. Hero. Hero. Holy shit. Did you ever once offer to have your photograph taken with this man? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. Now, that's when I thought, oh, this guy isn't talking about black woman. He's talking about Los Femme, Black Ferratu, <laughs> female Blackulas. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'd seen the Blackula Hunter the day before. Right, there's an why, influx that, of. That's why, why the Crackula Hunter was there. And that's why Mike saw the Blackula Hunter at his Walmart. We're in the middle of a Blackula crisis. And this guy, having his fingers on the pulse of what's really going down, was aware of that. And his weakness is their seductive booties. But I disagree with him, because as we all know, Blackulas do not have souls. It's true. They can, their image can only be seen in the jivest of mirrors. <laughs> so after that awkward moment... He really goes on a roll. He starts telling me about how 9-11 was the work of falling angels. Well, like angels <laughs> just fell into the buildings? or? Yeah. And at that point, I'm thinking, is this guy also Dr. E? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this guy is the nexus of pulp nightmare reality. <laughs> and it makes sense that he would be Dr. E, because he then immediately contradicts what he just said. After saying that 9-11 was the work of fallen angels, he says, those images were all photoshopped. And he goes into your usual 9-11 conspirator. Like, you can go on YouTube and see videos of them just going to people to people, asking them if they saw the towers go down. They're like, what what, what the fuck are you talking about? There were no towers going down. They say, ah, fuck it, go on to another person. And that person they've paid off, and that person says that they ran from the wreckage. Those people running from the wreckage, running from the smoke, those are all members of cult families. They were ordered to do that. And it's all there, man. Like, I'm not a genius. I I don't know all that scripture. I'm just an old metalhead, man. I'm I'm, I'm not pseudo- I'm not pseudo-man. I'm a real intellectual. Nobody's got any critical thinking skills anymore, man. He then begins to quote scripture at me. Specifically, <laughs> the book of Revelations. He is Dr. E. And he, the bad thing is he can't remember any of it. So he tries to remember what the mark of the beast will be. Uh, something about shit, 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 shit. He can't remember this? Something about not buying or selling beans no it's called <laughs> and that was a fucking turn because before i could even react to the beans thing he's on to how carbon is the mark of the beast because think about it man everything is made up of carbon carbon is made up of three elements each element has a name that contains six letters six 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 man think about it wake up open your eyes that makes too much sense. Why do you think they killed Heath Ledger, man? Why do you think Randy Quaid is on the run? Why do you think <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Celebrities know things, up. man. Wait, he suddenly brought up Heath Ledger and Randy Quaid? What? <laughs> How did he go from that to that? Where is the curse there? <laughs> because the celebrities know things, man. They got their finger on the motherfucking pulse. Why do you think Sinead O'Connor sits about on the Pope? <laughs> This guy was really endeared by Sinead O'Connor. I'm not sure why. 
And he goes off on how celebrities are part of the inner circle, and if they try to speak out, they get rubbed out. And at this point, he's just run completely out of steam. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, what else? What else? He's just racking his brain for the last thing to tell me. And, oh, oh yeah, uh, everyone on American Idol and th- them other reality shows, they're all members of cult families being rewarded for their service. Everything's a goddamn cult family with this dude. So Snooky is part of the Illuminati. I could believe that. Yeah. He's a child of Nimrod. He looks at me gravely, ready to leave. He's like, man, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I said too much. But man, man, look this shit up whenever you get home. It's going to change your motherfucking life. You're going to be here at Walmart next week. You're going to be stuck in the shelves like, oh, this goes here. This goes here. Dog food. <laughs> but wait, you're going to be like, whoa, I, I can't stop thinking about that guy I met. I can't stop thinking about this shit. It gets in your head, man. Just let me tell you, you're not going to forget me. I'm going to leave here, and you're not going to forget me. That part is true. And keep in mind, I still have not said a goddamn word to this person. <laughs> How long has it been? 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Like, at this point, it's past my break, and I'm wondering if I'm going to get in trouble. But at once, I don't want to leave, and I'm scared that if I try to leave, this person will stab me. But as he walks away, he promises me that I will not forget him. And I say the only words I have said in the past 20 minutes. Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Did you salute him? You you should have started mouthing something to him. I think I actually did salute him. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And then off he goes into the night. Okay, by by saying that you will remember it next week, is he making a promise that he'll come back to you? He may. I think I've seen this guy in the store before. I may run into him again. Oh, if you do, you got to be prepared. I'll have recording equipment on me this time. And he was right. I didn't forget him. I will never forget him. Yes. Like, I'm still in shell shock that this happened to me. Like, you've heard my stories. I've had some weird shit happen to me, but... Yeah. At the, by the point we got to, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> Don't do this by the to time, me. By the time we got to, I guess they have souls too. <laughs> this was officially the strangest encounter I'd ever had. <laughs> and again, I'm only telling you like one fourth of what this guy said. This is what I could remember. Like I've seen entire documentaries that had less information in them than this 20 minute one sided conversation. I, 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 I think you broke Mike. Like, it all connects. We this is the this is why Pulp Nightmare was created. The man who prophesized that you would go on to do great things. This was what he was predicting. This may have been that guy. It I mean, it has it all. It has Jesus, Blackulas, metal, strangers mouthing things. I don't know how the owls five, are involved, but I'm sure they're in there at some point. Five star generals. Well, the birds are being sent by the children of Nimrod, obviously, to stop me, to warn me off. Well, no, they're just killing – those. once again, those are sacrifices. I mean, this is like the point in the movie where the guy tells the friend of the hero that shit's going down, and then he's mysteriously murdered the next day. Okay, I I have a theory. Bear with me on this. You said that Marilyn Metalimby was a future version of me trying to relay – an important event to Mike. What if Iggy Pop is a future version of Hero? Oh my god. <laughs> and oh my what god. if what if the Cracula Hunter, what if that was to prepare you for what comes next? What if he is future Mike? <gasps> I would the only like thing that. is the only thing is I think the Cracula Hunter may have actually been called in to take out Iggy Pop. Because this was literally the next morning. That is true. That's why why he was in town. He was staking it out. That's why they walked around for twenty minutes. They buy. He's he's a hitman for the children of Nimrod. So we have future hero trying to warn himself after he escapes from the Walmart death camps. That'll surely be a part of. And the reason he told hero this was because he wanted to so bad, but he couldn't find a good excuse. And by the time he got to Walmart, he saw you. He was like, "I've got to make up an excuse. I've got to make up an excuse." He looks over. He sees dog combs. He imagines one of those badass combs they have in the future. Yeah. He forgets himself for a second. Yeah, he forgets at what time he's in. He goes up to you with that phony story. Then he, 
by the time he turns around, he can't resist himself. He can't hold it off any longer. He doesn't know if he wants to break the time stream. Yeah, he knows that he can't tell you who he really is, but he can tell you what he knows. Space-time continuum, Marty. The space-time continuum. That's why he tells you to look it up, because he he wants you to seek it out for yourself. He's like the Watcher. And, okay, I have a theory. Mike, you and I encountered the man with the golden pen. Yes. Oh, my God. What if he was an agent of the Children of Nimrod? <gasps> he was there to assassinate us on that day, but the fact that we got his pen <laughs> kept him from assassinating us. Because he really valued that pen. Well, maybe that was his way of getting your fingerprints. Exactly what I was about to say. Uh, We're on file now. He's doing recon. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you think Iggy Pop could have been Air Qatar guy? <gasps> oh, oh my God. God. Appearing to you like the giant from Twin Peaks. He's <laughs> <laughs> what, telling you that metal would be in your future. Oh, well, hold on, listen, listen. The guy, the elderly gentleman in the sunglasses, the guy that said, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. The reason he said that is because he is future flexo. Future <laughs> the way, flexo in the future timeline has gone senile. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. And he tries to relay his own information, but Future Hero knows that whatever he says can't be trusted because he's so senile at this point that he'll get his references mixed up. So he cuts him off before he can do anything. Well, here's a bit of info I forgot to lay on you. At one point during his monologue, he looks over his shoulder and sees two black men walking by wearing bright lime green T-shirts matching that say stage security. Oh, my. They walk back, and then a minute later, they walk past him again, which is what led him to say, why are these people walking back and forth? Um, wow, that's just getting even weirder. Like, even I thought that was legitimately weird. And he did say that he was in a band. I mean, what if the stage is just a metaphor? Exactly. Like, I was I was facing a stage when that drunk guy shook my hand and mouthed something to me that I couldn't understand. I mean, mate, what if all stages are like some kind of purgatory and yeah. stage security oh, is oh like, it, like the agents of time? Exactly. I mean, think about this. The guy who had the, his vision of me said I was standing on a stage. <gasps> That's our Black it, Lodge. It, it connects. You know, it, it, Iggy Pop was on a stage. I was facing a stage. It's Is it possible that you were somehow Iggy Pop? And it wasn't me at all. I do love Overkill. Okay, okay. This is this is getting a little heavy. Okay, so this okay, so okay, this is what we got. MB of the future tries to project himself at the concert I was, and he possesses a drunk guy to come and shake my hand and give me information, but I can't understand it, I'm not ready for it yet. Then I go back in time. Why, as I stand the ruins of a Walmart death camp, project myself right there on that spot, old man Mike, to try to re- the Hulk. exactly to relay information to Hero. And you wear the Overkill shirt because you know that will identify you. Exactly. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's also why you throw up the horns. Exactly. Yeah, you time traveled using the power of metal. Because once again, what is this hero? The metal spiracy. Exactly. It's all tied in to the powers of heavy metal. But but does that mean that the old man was that me? Here's a uh, here's another question. Would Blackulas be the arch enemies of the metalheads because they subscribe to a different musical philosophy, that of funk? That would make a lot of sense. Plus they're the undead. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're the armies of the night, hero. The jive-talking knight. So if the powers of metal are on our side, then we can assume that the black yellow hunters who hunt the agents of funk are also on our side. Do you think we could recruit them as allies? I think so. What about the crack yellow hunter? Once again, it was possible he was in fact there to, knowing I would project myself back, but he was there on the wrong night. Oh, fuck. I forgot to mention, I saw another black yellow hunter. <laughs> this one you don't even know about. <laughs> Really? Uh, the day before this happened, I saw him walking by, and I literally thought, is that another black hill hunter? <laughs> so wait. It was an old man dressed all in black. So wait, one day, you see another black hill hunter. The next day, you see future Mike. 
The next day after that, you see a crackle. It's strange things are afoot at the Walmart. Walmart in the edge of forever. But the second Black Hill Hunter was even more amazing. Like he was dressed all in black, had sunglasses, a black cowboy hat, and a golden cross around his neck. Oh, that is fucking awesome. So he was kind of similar to the Black Hill Hunter that I saw. Now, he was a new age Black Hill Hunter. He was post-Blade. Yeah. So the Black Hill Hunters are somehow a part of the Children of Nimrod. By the way, it's entirely possible that this second guy was just a Black Hill no, I think he no, he was definitely a Black Hill Hunter. Get the cross, Black Hill Hunter. Then could it be possible that the first Black Hill Hunter was actually a Black Hill? That is entirely possible. I mean, we're, we're getting into a whole nother conspiracy here. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of the soul spiracy later. Right now we're yes. the, in the metal spiracy. It all ties together, man. It all ties together. You're Go even ahead. saying man like future. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now, and it all comes back to friendlies. It all started that at spring day. And wait, 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 wait. Going back to friendlies, you were eating chicken fingers there, weren't you? I was eating chicken fingers, yeah. What just came back? <gasps> Mighty Wings. That gum you like is going to come back in style, Mike. I'm getting freaked out. It all makes sense. Something it's it's <laughs> but, like the, but, it's, it's like the okay. universe is aligning within itself. <laughs> okay, if the children of Nimrod control McDonald's and control Walmart. What role does McDonald's have in the future? We all know that the Walmarts are going to be the death camps. McDonald's would be their munition factories. Makes a lot that of makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, just flip those fryulators over and... I mean, they have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> There's also that. And you don't know what's at the bottom of that fucking ball pit, do you? Does anybody? Like, goddamn thing. Munitions. That's what's at the bottom of that goddamn ball pit. Also a Kraken. It's a crowded Why do they ball have, Think about this. Why do they have two different sets of Happy Meal toys? Satan. Trying to move twice as much product so that they can induct early. I don't know if we should be saying this on the line. Uh, you know, I think we're already well in the sights of somebody. I know I am. I've gotten the warnings. I've gotten the owls. Well, I've gotten the dead birds. Well, well, you have a Blackula Hunter and a Crackula Hunter hunting you. That is true, Hero. And if you guys find out that I died in a mysterious car accident, some really dark stuff comes up about my past that you would never think of me. First, just, just it's all conspiracy. Frankly, I I fear your survival through the week. I really do. I mean, you don't know when Wild Bill is going to come back. He could be a member of the Children of Nimrod. He was my trainer. Exactly. He was actually one of the metal heads. He was trying to toughen me up. He was like stick. Oh, he was like stick, all right. In Uranus. My God, could they have been the ones responsible for me getting fired? They wanted you to go to Walmart because Walmart is the death camps. Uh, Maybe Iggy Pop was the guy I didn't guard. I mean, think about it. You had to be placed in a prime position. God. I don't understand. Are we to prevent this or put it into motion? I don't know. Maybe. Like, it's prophesized that Mike will play a part in the apocalypse, just not which part. He's like Angel. MB, what were you trying to tell me? Like, why, do I, why do I get the feeling like I'm going to look up photos of the Hindenburg and see this guy in the background? <laughs> look at Nazi death camps, he's in the background. Still wearing an overkill shirt. I look at cave paintings, he's in the background watching and throwing up the horns. Uh, By the way, this guy also told me that one of the five-star generals... Uh, gave him a videotape containing all this information, which he wa- watched in his pad in Pensacola while smoking a J. A videotape? Which contained you know, uh, footage of the real Kennedy assassination before it was edited by Zipruder. So that shit goes deep. Yeah, uh, I'm going to look something up real quick. I'm going to look something up. Overkill has an album called The Years of Decay. Oh my god. Just just saying. Okay, who's he said he had a band. Who's the lead singer of Overkill? The fucked up thing is the lead singer of Overkill looks vaguely like this guy in a couple of photos, but I checked it's not him. Uh, like, there was amazing, five though. minutes where my mind was fucking blown. <laughs> that would have been fucking incredible. Not that it already wasn't incredible, but 
and the lead singer of Overkill is a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Makes even more sense. Something's going down, my friends. And it's all centered in Walmart, like we always knew it would. If only I had said something at some point in that half hour. I mean, how could you? Your vocal cords were paralyzed from all the time travel happening around you. <laughs> all those tachyons. So returning to my first appearance on this show, I am Dr. Manhattan at last. Finally. This is all a conspiracy to get me more fuckable for Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your hair looks like a seal now. Ugh. You know, I feel like we've learned a lot more about the great conspiracy, the metal conspiracy. But it now has a name. Yeah. I, if we can name it, we can define it. And if we can define it, we can defeat this motherfucker. It's just... I still... There's so much more to know. How, Mike? How? How, Flexo? I'm sure Flexo is somehow part of this. He could be a child of, child of Nimrod, for all we know. But at He's least, the architect. Exactly. But in, He's least, literally the architect. We walk into a room, Flexo's dressed in white. <laughs> Monitors all around him, playing back our histories. Oh, hello there. This is the fourth iteration of Pulp Nightmare. Indubitably, I am the architect of all of your lives, as it were. <laughs> Vis-a-vis, Pixu. The monitors we- are still all of Keanu Reeves doing things. <laughs> at least we, uh, we have a name to our enemy at last. By the way, did you look any of this stuff up? Did I, I looked up the, looked up the name of Fritz Springmeier. <laughs> M-E-I-E-R. And yeah, it seems to echo the things this guy told me. It's a great name, though. Did you Google the Children of Nimrod? I did not. I will do that right now. No, no, don't do it. Don't. If you do it, you start the chain of events. Oh God! Google is a deadly pyramid. No, use Bing. Use Bing. Okay. Yeah, it's safe. Yep. And I'll get three points. Hey, this is blowing my mind. Now you see why this was an emergency pulp nightmare. I know. I just. I'm, I'm speechless. It's like there's so much. I still to can't believe that this heaven. happened. It's like a dream. I, I mean, how does that fucking happen to you? Like, how do these events happen in the sequence they do? They all line up like fucking planets. It's weird. I mean, Craven the Hunter alone would have been the experience of the month for me. Yeah, then did my get, life suddenly get interesting? Then you get two black yellow hunters. I mean, what the fuck am I going to talk to a girl next week? <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you find? There are no results for the children of Nimrod. They've removed themselves. Exactly. That just means they're keeping it secret. You're on a watch list now. There's a perception filter all around it. Right, we see the agents of Nimrod all around us, but we don't acknowledge them. There's one in my room right now. Oh god, they got to him! Alright, and that was... Alright, we've lost zero at this point, so... They got him. Uh, but they're coming for us next, so we have to stay focused. I'm scared, MB. The birds. I, I know, I know. The... It's possible there's a power inside of me that will one day be unlocked, as the black guy in Friendlies once told me. You just gotta avoid stages for the rest of your life. Or am I supposed to be on a different kind of stage? The world stage, perhaps? MB, fetch me my cape. I'm on it. Really? You got me a cape? I, I mean, I was going to fetch one. I I just thought you had taken care of it. Oh. Um, I don't... I don't. Okay. Step one, okay, yeah, get me plan. a cape. Yep. Um, step two, lunch. It's, yeah, probably get some food. Step three, um, should probably, like discuss this and, you know, try to really figure it out before we make any, you know, brash movements here. Uh, step four, save the world. And move to Canada. Well, donuts, MB. Yeah. Quite frankly, if we can take any way for, oh, anything away from the metal spiracy is donuts. Canadian donuts. Exactly. So, I mean, I even drink coffee, but I would drink coffee up there. So, I'm not a fan of the cold, but other than that, you know, it's it's a good country. It is a good country. Free healthcare. Exactly. It's way better. And the children of Nimrod, their reach does not reach, does not, you know, climb up to Canada because of the the weather. So, and hockey. Hockey is actually poison to Blackula somehow. The maple leaves will save us. Anyway, Can we trust the maple leaves. 
I mean, if there's anybody we can fucking trust in this world, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? But, but I heard I heard the things, okay? I heard the things that went up on up on there. It's 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 too much. It, it's too it's too much to. Uh, I can't do it. MB, how they choose to lead their deviant sex lives with their torture and hangings and all that is really up to them. I'm not here to judge, okay? If they want to cut a woman's vertebrae open and then jerk off into it, then sew it back up, that's really their prerogative. That's not mine, okay? They allow us to sleep in the middle of their ice rink for protection, a shield. What they do in that locker room is none of our concern. Yes, the screams will be loud at night, but that's why we have earmuffs, which we'll be re- wearing anyway because we'll be in an ice rink. It'll be cold. Yeah, and that's why you, you have your cape. Yeah, I'll have a cape at that point. I can wrap myself in it. You'll have a fur coat because you'll have to have some kind of costume as well. So I think a fur coat would work good, especially since we're operating out of Canada. It just makes sense. But we'll discuss my costume options later. You can have a Batman theme. That's really all I wanted. It can't be straight Batman, MB, because we'll have to be dealing... The children of Nimrod are just all all up in that copyright. I, th- I think we've I think we said too much. We're saying too much as it is. That is true. Um, we've really we've taken it pretty goddamn far. Too far, yeah, some we, would say. In fact, in fact, revealing our plan on air um, not one of our better ideas. Or maybe we're just throwing them off the trail. Oh. Or making them think we're throwing them off the trail. Or making them think we're making them think that we're making them think that we're throwing them off the trail. You see what I'm Because they just don't know. Exactly. For all they know, I have a third eye. I don't know what my power is yet. I could have a third eye. I could have laser laser vision. You know, I, I, could, I could fly for all I fucking know. I could, you know, control the winds and the animals. Mike, Mike don't do this to me. Sorry. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Oh my god, it was you. Okay, so we're both going to have to really study time travel, because apparently we'll be doing that a lot in the future. But until we save the multiverse. God, the multiverse. That just seems like a lot of work. Can't we just let it all be destroyed? Mike, things are going to come to pass that you have the power to stop. Why do I always have to be the chosen one? You know, that's a good question. I don't really see what they see in you, to be honest. It's an odd, it's an odd choice, but... You know what? I'm going to make the gods of fate proud. But anyway, for this episode of Pulp Nightmare, I'm Mike. Oh, God, they're here. Don't do this to me! Don't do this to me!